Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. Welcome to another episode here. Coach JP3, I'm your host, joined today by Coach Murph, Real Coach K, and Coach Pace. So we're going to bring the heat as always, and especially the heat when it comes to the hot seat, which is going to be our first thing of the day. Coach Pace, who is on your hot seat this week? Who needs to be benched or fired or just gone? All right, all right. We're about to get real, real. It's about to get real interesting this week. This basketball has started. <clears throat> so, first things first, we need to have a discussion about James Harden. Because he's looking, he's looking real fluky right now, fellas. Real, real fluky. He ain't getting them calls no more. Buddy, buddy out of shape. It's not looking good right now. So we need to have a real discussion about James Harden and, you know, the rule change and everything. Because, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think his numbers might have been a little inflated with the free throws, man. He's not he's not looking too good. I wouldn't say you need to bench him. But you need to look – you need to start looking at him a little different right now. All right? A cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little cross-eyed. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay? <laughs> the next guy. The next guy. We need to look at this guy. And make a hard look at him because he he runs his team. Like we we know Vogel's there. Mm-hmm. All right. We know Cup Check and no LeBron way. James. LeBron yeah. James. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. GM LeBron, not player LeBron. Not player. Because okay, LeBron can't carry the low he got, right? Mm-hmm. GM LeBron is on the high seat. He can't carry the low he got. And one of the people he got and vouched for is Russ. Uh-uh. And he's another one that's on my hot seat. Okay, <laughs> Russ, we need to have a real discussion because you, as a point guard, the worst thing you can do is get a quadruple double with turnovers. <laughs> right. Okay, Russ Russ been throwing that thing. Like, he's been tossing the ball away. I don't know what's going on. He looked real out of control. He blowing layups. I just – at this Earth. point, I really can't defend him no more. Okay, because it, it's I know it's the first couple games of the season, but right. as a point guard, it's one thing to miss shots, but it's one thing, a whole other thing when you're turning the ball over and you just look out of control and out of sorts. Okay, I'm looking at GM LeBron because you can't have half your team over 35 and y'all can't play defense and you refuse to get some young guns. And you just need – I feel like he needs to admit, like, yo, I can't carry the load I used to. He brought Russ in to do that. Russ looks abysmal. We all know Anthony Davis can't carry no team, so that's a foregone conclusion. Right. And so I'm looking at GM LeBron and Russ right now, and James Harden, James Harden is over here looking real fluky. I don't know if – we need to bench GM LeBron. He can't I'm – do, I'm done with him right now, okay? Yeah, he won a couple titles, but that's because player LeBron was top tier. Player LeBron, he can't play defense no more, for real, if we're really being honest. So we need to look at Russ for sure. GM LeBron, not player LeBron. Let's make the difference. Mm-hmm. And James Harden. What y'all thinking, man? James got to get benched for like two games, though. Until he get his weight under control. You, you James got to get benched until he get that weight under control. You can't bench, James. But this is exactly what I was, which we're going to get into with the top 75 of why I feel like he's not a top 75 player. Just like you said, he's uh, – this is proof. I love this rule change because it makes – basketball a lot more palatable but it's also exposing a lot of players of showing like this is how easy y'all had it and this is how soft y'all are (laughs) because now you'll be here trying to draw fouls and 
y'all either getting called from just like the Pat Beth thing. Um, and then, I mean, you're not getting your free throw shots up yet. So, like, isn't he like averaging like three, his- three a game? He's averaging three a game this season and he usually averages 10 to 12 a season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, so with now it just takes me back to the whole Giannis thing when he's like, oh, you know, you just got the size, you got, um, I have to actually learn the skill. I have skill to play basketball. I'm like, okay, you had skill. Like, you have skill, yes. But a lot of that came from you abusing the rules and getting these foul calls. You know what I mean? Like, he – and this shows that he's not able to, at least right now, adapt his game because, I mean, Trey Young was also prolific for doing that, but he's doing just fine. You know what I mean? So, it's – there's that one thing when it comes to I, I'm not even gonna touch on the LeBron thing. I mean, because it, it was GM either, LeBron, because it was either GM Russ LeBron. or Buddy Hill. So like it it made sense. Buddy, 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 Buddy. It, like it He's made younger. Yes. He's younger. Yeah, but I think they're and also they viewing. I think also they were viewing in terms of. <clears throat> He's younger, but is he going to be a player? That well, one, he's not going to be the best player moving forward when because it's an older team. So when people start leaving, so on and so forth, um, like can you view him to carry the Lakers after that or be a number two option next to AD? No, so you just rest buys you a little bit more time of being competitive, so it made sense in that term. But everybody knows that Russ is a bull in a china shop, and I. I'm just I'm just disgusted at watching Russ play <laughs> with this team. It just irritates me. It irritates my soul, especially knowing that this is what I have to look forward to whenever, you know, AD has to sit out, Bron has to sit out, and then he's just like the guy, and it's just stuff like that happens. And one other person that I feel like you should throw in the hot seat is A.J. Green for what he did oh, late last night. I, I, I wanna I wanna throw him under the hot seat, but at the same time I don't want to throw him under the hot seat because I don't know what the miscommunication was. So like maybe it was he should have ran the route, but also <clears throat> at the same time he looked clueless. So I don't know why he thought he was I don't like did he have a brain fart? And my mind look, you're a you're a multi time pro bowler. You've been in the playoffs, you've been a number one option for more than half of your career when your number one guy is out and now you're the guy you should just know you should just know is zero coverage and you're one-on-one like any player of his caliber even at his age um, and his status right now you should always be like this is my this is me this is my time to shine like you should be offended thinking in zero coverage game on the line that he's going to think of, I need to look for Kurt or I need to look for Rondell Moore. Like, you should know, like, hey, I'm A.J. Green. D-Hop is not here. I should be looking for this ball. So I agree. That's I agree. why I'm I just him on the hot seat, just because of what he was, to, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just a little hesitant with that. Shit. I don't know the details. Now, if A.J. came out and said, yeah, I should have looked back for the ball, then you got me right there. I would have threw him on the hot seat. Yeah, fast and I, I don't – I don't think the, the miscommunication should matter. If you 
are a number one receiver or have been, you should I you should be able to know what zero what a zero blitz is. You should know that there's no safety help and you're lined up one on one. After that, nothing else matters. That's the mindset I'm taking. So I'm just like, I don't even I also, need to hear anything. I was also thinking like low key. I thought they was gonna run the ball, kick the field goal, and go in the overtime. Um, just because of the situation that they had, <clears throat> you know, playing it safe. But yeah, that's what I thought they were going to do. That would have made more sense to me. Like, kick it, going to overtime. Your defense has been getting stops. Granted, it's Aaron Rodgers. But they've been doing all right. So, I thought they were going to kick the field goal, run it. They had a timeout, kick the field goal, going to OT. And then, you know, we shoot it out from there. Yeah. To my knowledge, I believe it was supposed to be a run. And it was getting switched to a pass because of when they saw the defense line up and they realized, like, oh, this is zero blitz. Oh, so, so that's might, probably what could have happened. Might not got a communication. But that's only if I'm I'm right. Like, I believe from what I've been hearing that it was a run play, and then they just saw the defense, and they was like, oh, no, there's no safety. He's one-on-one. Ah, okay. If that's the truth, then that's – that's. Uh, I would – granted, I know – you know, you got to go for the gusto, but I definitely would have just played it safe and would have just ran it and kicked the field goal and we would have shot it out in OT. Look, was, look what happened. And you was one-on-one with a, a practice squad player. Who made a great catch in the end zone. By yeah, he, he did a great – but he was he was on the practice squad 30 days ago yeah. for the Cardinals. <laughs> I would have – I would have actually – kept the ball in Kyler Murray's hands and let him make the decision, right? Because especially with someone who has wheels like Kyler and they were, they gave him some openings on that drive where, you know, they were giving him some space to run. And because he's a threat, I'd let him do like, um, where, uh, make the decision whether he wanted to run it himself or throw it worst case scenario, he could throw it out of bounds. He can, uh, you mm-hmm. know, get rid of, cause there was 12 seconds left. And so to get if they would have got tackled short of the goal line, that would have pressed the time for them to get the field goal, you know, on the on the field and everything. I believe they were out of timeouts, if I'm not mistaken. They may yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think if they they did, they would have definitely ran and then just called a timeout. I because I always like usually works too. If you by the goal line, um, you know, Connor had already gotten two. So just because of that, and Edmonds got one. So I would have been like play action, and then rolled Murray out, and he would have scored, especially if he's on the same side of where A.J. Green was. Mm-hmm. There was barely anyone over there to stop him. Yeah, you just, he gets right. that block. Yeah. Good. That's that's money. Game right. over. That's what I would have done is the game on the line, you put the ball in the, 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 the hands of your best player and let them make that decision. And if right. Murray is going for the MVP and has led your team to an undefeated record so far, if anyone's going to fail, let him be the one that fails. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's get on GM LeBron real quick, though. We we all know AJ messed up. <sighs> Can we get it? I need y'all time in on GM LeBron, bro. Because I don't, I don't that Russ move, bro. Man, I already I'm, said I'm my man. <clears throat> I think I think it would work if they actually had a coach, but Frank Vogel is not. LeBron bro. is the coach. What you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? LeBron is the coach. We all know that. He, don't he needs to sit Bogus. down somewhere, man. He needs to sit down somewhere. Oh, uh, I, I, uh, I like Russell Westbrook. I think he gets a lot of hate 
Um, and we talked about this on the show, uh, you know, Coach Nighty and I have talked about this, but I, de- I don't like him in LA for the Lakers. I just didn't like, like that move. Honestly, if LeBron and AD were out, I think Russ would play better, honestly, because that's essentially what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Bill out in Washington, carrying the Thunder pretty much by himself before PG got there, and then after PG left, he really didn't have anybody. So I, I think I think he would play better in that sense. I'm not quite sure what the disconnect is there if he's trying to uh, cater too much, but because because the spotlight is so big on him right now, and the focus is on him, and they and they know he knows that if they they take L's that everyone's going to be looking at him because no one's going to blame LeBron. AD is AD. You know, he's, he's, he's hot, he's cold, but they're not going to blame AD. They're going to blame Westbrook. Because none of them are getting 10 turnovers. Right. Melo's been doing his thing. Man. Melo's Mello, been Mello had that. one bad game. Melo had one bad yeah. game, which was last game, but he's been hooping. Mm-hmm. He has, and, and I think, and I guess the reason I say they like so the whole thing with Le, with LeBron, I feel like, like I'm just trying to figure out like what was LeBron thinking when he like formula when he's like, "Yo, let's get Russ." Like he need that's I, what I, I'm trying, trying to figure I, out. Like that, I'm just like, I guess he just figured like they would they would just somehow just like mesh or. Uh, you know, just like it would all come together at some point. But I mean, I, I still I still have faith that they'll figure something out. But, you know, I think it's I don't think it's going to be GM LeBron like they that's why I say they need like somebody. I don't know. I don't think Vogel has anything. I think, somebody needs to come up with something. I think they'll be OK by playoff time. It's just going to be a really rough. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a rough go go of it. I mean, they get, they blew a twenty six point lead to the Thunder. Man, they don't play deep. They don't play decent. They all wash them young kids. Young guns is running around them in circles, man. Like it's like it's bad. Even Brian looking bad, and we all know Brian is not having on I, defense anymore. But I <clears throat> I don't know. And like for me, like when I see that bad defense or like. Um, you know, the game, the game before LeBron's just like just all the way back, and you know, everybody else is like up court, like yeah, I didn't like that at all. I'm just like that's 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 to me, that's why I always that's why I I think LeBron is just not a leader like that. Like you have to fit in with this system. Yeah, I said he's not a not a leader, not a uh, what? Ooh. Struck a nerve. What? So, so. what? <laughs> you actually believe what came out of your mouth? I sure do. Hey. I'm gonna pray for your soul. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray. Go ahead, man. Pray for it, man. Pray, pray <laughs> for it. I need, I need all the prayers I can get. That, that, that is, that is, that's a nine, that's a ten, that's a Wait, so you're like. How, so that comment, how, that comment might be more more LeBron hate than actual like. Yeah, I think that's what that yeah, is. Uh, Let's chalk but, it up to that because I I can't even respond to that because I can't. It still doesn't make sense to me. I'm playing it in my head. 
and I can't comprehend what you're saying right now. It's like it's ebonics or something like that. He does have his moments. I'll give you he that. He does have his moments. Like, yeah, I, I just, yeah like, we all have like our moments. We're human. But like these, uh, okay, yeah. But I'm just like, if if like I feel like if MJ or somebody has a moment like this, they they just take they either he would either take the game over himself or he would get up in his teammates like. Behind yeah, he'll punch him in the face. Yeah, but LeBron, LeBron is so passive aggressive, and that's that's what I hate. Man. He is, he is passive aggressive. He is. Yeah, I agree with that. That's I can't. That's what I can't stand. I mean, he's, he's, he's like because he punched niggas in the. I mean, ooh, excuse my face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He punched people in the face. <laughs> that's what y'all told me. That's what struck my nerve. Like, bro, like y'all like MJ is a not a good leader. Like MJ. MJ is low key a bully, and everybody knew it. That they, they, he's they won a six championships though. There's there's so no there like he's they're but, both great leaders because you can't have the yeah. type of successes that they had. It's I mean it's just two different ways people go about it. I mean like yeah we make fun about that incident, but like it's not like he was going around socking his teammates every practice. Like yeah, and I'll say this, I'll say this because like. MJ's leadership style obviously didn't work when he came back from his like when his uh, third retirement. I when he was playing that, was, that that didn't work, bro. Like yeah, obviously ruined work. the Charlotte franchise because he tried to he, bully he those did. kids and those kids just cowered. Right. They cowered. So, I'm not saying like, yeah. Like a cheap like, like, yeah, it's Kwame, MJ. Kwame. Kwame Brown. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I guess yeah. I guess, I guess for me, like what makes a good leader is like communication, and so like sometimes like LeBron's lack of communication like makes me see him in a different light sometimes, and I, yeah. I like LeBron. Yeah, so, I think that, that there's, I think one of their different like one of their big differences is that I think MJ is just he's built to lead men, but like LeBron kind of goes about it as if like everyone's like a kid. As if like he's this old soul, and he tries to cater to. I don't know. Like he, like he's too scared to ruffle feathers a bit when it comes to some players. I think he has more of a respect factor when it comes to players than yeah. what Jordan did, and that's where the the big differences come in their leadership. Because Jordan's just like, hey, now nah, if you're messing up, this is like fix this. Where Bron is more like, hey, this is what you need to start doing. And, you know, if you start doing this, we could have success. When Jordan's just like, do this right now or, you know, I'll get you out of here and then we'll find someone else to do the job. That's the different yeah. generation of athletes, though. Like, but if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. it's completely it like 90s, bro. They was ruthless in the 90s. Like nobody cared about nobody's feelings. They were strictly about winning. Now it's more about AAU, buddy, buddy. Like, you got to appease certain attitudes. Um, people are a lot more sensitive with social media. It's like, bro, <clears throat> it's completely different, like, mm. the athletes then and the athletes now. So, And Kobe, Kobe was that was closer to MJ as far as the style of leadership. Yeah. And his was interesting because he kind of straddled the generations, you know, yeah. in the 90s generation. But then he also played with a lot of these up-and-comers and – you know, they have very similar stories of where he's challenging his teammates and bullying them to mm -hmm. see how they would respond. And if you responded well, 
then he's like, I got respect for you and I trust you. Right. Mm-hmm. right. If not, you don't need to be on the team. And no one was right. immune to him doing that. You know, just like he also he MJ, I just felt like MJ didn't, regardless of what we say, and I just feel like MJ didn't respect people. Like Kobe, he, you could earn his respect by, you know, stepping to him or, you know, mm-hmm. doing what you need to do. I feel like when MJ, and that's where I feel like Kobe's trying to the line. MJ was like, nah, bro, you got to get it done this way, only this way. And, like, you could step to MJ, but he going to clock you in your face or he going to do something. Like, it, it's – I feel like Kobe was that happy medium but, in between mm. him and LeBron. But I think with that, too, I think that's where with MJ, like, obviously, like, you know, he had his way of doing things. But also that's why you insert Phil Jackson into the picture. Mm. And he knew how to – yeah, kind of you know, maneuver everything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I mean, and LeBron's never had that. I feel like he's never really had that piece of like a coach. I so that's why Eric Spoelstra. I would agree. Eric Spoelstra, I, I think, was the one that okay, knew yeah, Coach Bo. Yeah. yeah, but he and then also because it's Coach Bo, and also with that mixture of Wade, because then he also had that older player. So and that was, you know, later in his career. You know, that was what, like, what year seven, I believe. Uh, but he was already kind of in his way. You know what I mean? So that his time with the Heat, like, yeah, he learned things. But I think that's you were right in bringing that up, Coach K, is that he lacks that experience of being paired with someone that coaches yeah. him, as if like you're not the smartest person in the room anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I, I just thought of is also just the way that, you know, Jordan and, and Bron kind of came up, you know, Bron was good and highly scouted his whole life mm-hmm. where, you know, Jordan has been turned away and he had to grind to become what he is. So I think yeah. he also, in his leadership, he took that mentality of like, I wasn't viewed as the, the best player in in my draft or, you know, the best player in high school or coming out of college so on and so forth. But now I'm viewed as the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. You, if you have my work ethic, you can be up there too. And I think that's how he kind of took it where Bron just, it's like, everybody knew what he was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. I think there's a generational difference also in and Coach Pace, you were talking about the mentality of the newer players and also the skill set of the newer players. Not to say that they're not talented, but if you listen to some of the older players, even the ones that were still playing you know, over the last five years, including LeBron, he said it on one of his episodes of The Shop. One of the, I think it was the first one they, they, they did of The Shop is him and Draymond Green. And LeBron and Draymond agreed that most of these cats don't know how to play basketball, right? Oh, yeah, like, they was talking about what a flex cut is and uh, back, like, yeah, yes. yeah. I know. They said, you know, these guys are ridiculously <clears throat> athletic and they have potential, but they don't understand the game of basketball. And I feel like folks back in the day were not all of them were as supremely athletic as the, the, the uh, talent of today, but they knew the game of basketball better. Mm-hmm than these guys because they didn't have all this athleticism to compensate for, you know, for not knowing things. They had to be on their P's and Q's. 
which is why some people are very hard on Giannis and which is some people are very hard on a lot of these other players that you see people make mistakes over and over and over and over again. James Harden is included in that. Kyrie Irving is included in that. Uh, so, yeah. Are you telling me that Brown would sneak this and rest before he recruited him? He's the definition of an athlete. He's not a point guard because he turns over too much and he shoots too much. He rebounds like he's a big, but he doesn't have the size for it. And I mean, like he's an athlete. Yeah, it, well, I think LeBron admires his his mentality, though, because I love Russell Westbrook's mentality. Like, and I think it's something that's missing from a lot of the younger players is that, like, like Coach, you were saying, Coach Pace, everybody trying to be buddy buddy, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, when we step on this floor, I'm coming for your neck. Like, I don't care who you are. I like his mentality. Is it just gets annoying when it's just like. Just like when he was, he's like so bullheaded. It's just like when he was playing, uh, I forgot what game it was, but he was playing against LeBron and he was like, you better double me. And like, they were down like 20. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, Play some time. What are you, sure. yeah, like, I'm like, it's late in the third quarter. Y'all down 20 and you yelling, you better double me. Like, come on. I know, I know what y'all mean. The difference between, okay, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to just say the one thing that Russ lacks besides his IQ because he's so bullheaded and stubborn, he doesn't know how to play with pace at all. Like, he doesn't – that's the difference between, I think, Russ and then him being on a tier to, like, CP3 and uh, all those greats is, like, Russ cannot play with pace. He doesn't want to play with pace. It's it's literally 0 to 60, only at 60 all game. There's no stop and start. Is all just like push, 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 and like John Morant is a perfect example of a guard that is super fast, mm. but like you can tell the difference between him and Russ, a guy that's playing with pace. Shea Gilders, SGA, who was busting LA up the other night, very good at playing with pace. Um, De'Aaron Fox, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is one of the super fast, like. Probably one of the probably the fastest point guard in the league. Excellent with pace. Russ don't know what pace is, bro. Yeah, and that's can, his downfall. Even throw like John Wall and, and D Rose in that conversation, both super fast, super athletic, but they knew how to, to control the game. They knew how to control their bodies. And, you know, he's I don't know why he thinks. I don't know, man. Russ is even even MVP D Rose was way better with his pace than mm. we give him credit for after watching mm-hmm. Russ. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. I just, Okay, before we move on to the next uh, segment with Coach K, I mentioned that they lost a 26-point lead to, to, to the Baby Thunder. So I don't know if y'all saw the end of that, but Russ got really upset. One of the Thunder players stole the inbounds pass and punched it. Yeah. When they didn't have to, he could have ran out the clock. Yeah, and they were already ahead. The game was already in the hands, but it was another turnover, and Russ went after this young player. I got you. And had to be I got this. Now. What do you think, Coach? I got Coach? this, James. I got this, James. This is easy. He ain't had that energy when they was busting him from that 26-point comeback, <laughs> so you're going to have to take the, take that, take that to the mitt, accept it, 
and take your behind back to the back to the doggone locker room because you ain't had that energy when y'all was getting bust up and they brought they came back from that 26 point lead. So I'm not trying to hear none of that. You don't let nobody do that. Da, 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 da. Where I'm from, nah, keep that same energy when y'all was getting busted up. Boy, yeah, let's say where, where yeah. you're from, they don't blow 26 point lead. Exactly. Like, Nobody's I, hear all that. I kind of I've shared the same sentiment. I like honestly, I looked at I saw what he said first, and then I went back and looked at the video, and I just literally was like, okay, and so that's what I got. About it. I got I just got one more person to add. So the game last night between the Bulls and uh, the Knicks, whoever drew up the play for uh, DeRozan to take the last shot, put him on that dance. Put put him on that deck. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. You wanted Zach Levine to take that shot, correct? Oh, absolutely. Gotcha. I'm, nah, I'm not mad nah, with Demar taking it. I'm not mad with Demar taking it. It was just a badly set up play, flat out. Because Demar can get the midi whenever he wants to. It's just he had three on him, and like one of them came from like somebody else's play. I was just like, nah, bro, y'all, whoever drew that play up. It was just a flat out terribly drawn play. Yeah, yeah. It was another. I guess we had two games last night. That was. It were great games that just had really bad endings. It's like it was kind of a little sloppy there at the end. Um, well, Coach K, go ahead. We're gonna throw it back to you for oh, your for WTF sure. segment. So it's been a minute. Uh, but <clears throat> for those you don't know, the WTF segment is Coach K talks about a story this week that has just gotten under his skin. What is that story this week, Coach K? Man, so it actually has something to do with the Miami Heat. Uh, it actually uh, has something to do with uh, Udonis Haslam. Hey, leave OG alone. Leave OG alone. <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm cool with OG until he says something a little, I don't know about this. This man is saying, like, at least maybe sometime in the future, but at least not right now. He's comparing them. He said he's on the level of Luka Doncic and uh, saying Tyler Hero's on the level of Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Oh, okay. He need to retire. Yeah, he need to go ahead and uh, hang it up. Bro. Uh, Uncle Uncle Udonis needs to let it go. Yeah, man. And, like, I looked at the stat. I didn't even have to look at the stats. You know, this, this man was <laughs> out of his mind, bro. Um, yeah. And then, like, he also said something else. He said, like, he said there's no way. And I, I don't want to misquote it, but he said something along the lines of um, that uh, Bosh, Wade, and LeBron wouldn't have won a championship without him on the team. Uh, all right, bro. All right. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. So I wouldn't go say nothing, but you know what? Cause and I did look at the stats. I looked at Haslam's stats and like he was mo he, his plus minus was more negative than than anything. Like even when they won like the championships. So and and that's I'm gonna just leave it at that. It's he definitely turned into Uncle Udonis, like just saying stuff like, all right, if you, for those of you out there listening, I just want you to type in Udonis Haslam and see what comes up. 
DQ Magazine. Udonis has them on what heat culture really is. Practice scuffles with Shaq and Heatles highs. Udonis has CBS Sports. Udonis has them, says Miami Heat teammate Gary Payton once tried to hit him with a broomstick during a fight. (laughs) Clutch points. Heat news. Udonis has them reveals FU moment with LeBron James. Those are the first three headlines when you type in Udonis Haslam. I kid you not. Yeah, so that that's my WTF moment. Uh, Udonis Haslam, bro. I think it's I think it's time, bro. Uh, Father Time is knocking on your door, brother. Uh, yeah, time for you to go ahead and hang it up. And here you are, Kenny, right here. The sports rush. Tyler Hero is just as good as Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Heat legend Udonis Haslam says. Listen, it's crazy. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Go ahead. No, nah, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's really, it's really time for him. Cause now that I'm thinking about it, um, I got the heat game on right now, by the way. Now that I think about it, they should just show, buddy. Once you start getting that ball patch in your head, like machines, <laughs> it's time. It's a wrap for you, good buddy. It's a wrap. It's you're done. Like hero ain't even starting, right? Isn't he a six man this year? That's what I was. That's what I was about yeah. to say before. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Space went. I was going to say you're going to compare him to two people that's running teams to a six man <laughs> who is looking really good. By the way, I mean like Tyler Hero is a good player. He had a down year last year, but he definitely right. has potential to be six man of the year. But Luca has been in talks. And MVP conversations, him and Trey Young both have been all stars. Hero hasn't sniffed that. He ain't even the best player on his own team. He's like three. No, he's not. Maybe the third. Three? No, no, Ooh, he might. Because you got, because you got, you got Jimmy B. You right, got yeah. Bam. Lowry. You got Kyle Lowry. Um, you got he might Duncan. You got Duncan Robinson, but you can debate because of you got more versatility with Hero. Yeah. Um, I feel like those those are pretty much their like Victor? top. You said what? Oh, where's Victor Oladipo? Where is he? Oh yeah, Victor's there too. Right, that's right. Yeah, when he's so healthy, a, I think Victor Oladipo is better than Tyler Hero. Yeah, he ran his own yeah. team, so I mean, like they're. Their team. They lucky they ain't got Dragic no more because he'd be right. Dragic's better than Hero. Yeah. So, yeah, it may be fifth best on his own team. Come on. I, I know he's trying to hype up his boy and get him playing better this year. Say that to his face. Don't say that to him. You just open him up for, for criticism that he didn't create. Right. Is that, is that, um, Anything else getting under your skin, Coach K? Was that it? Uh just the just the whoever drew up that play for uh for the <laughs> road. That's all. That's all. Hey, yeah, that, that that wasn't the best, but that was a good job. All right. Great segment, Coach K. We're gonna move into our segment called Bet with Coach Murph. He's gonna recap his uh last week's earnings and talk about his bets for this weekend. So what do you got for us this week? Man, let's talk about some happier things. Uh, <laughs> so last weekend I did I did pretty good. Um, 
I won. Well, I made sixty dollars worth of bets, and I made about uh, a little bit less than six hundred dollars. So last week I talked about how the week before that I didn't hedge a bet, and the bills blew it for me. This time I hedged a bet. It was a. I think I was projected to win like twelve hundred. Um, and the last, the things that I hedged was the Saints winning and the Colts winning. So isn't that ironic? Mm. I hedge when I could have won, and when I don't, I lose. Whatever. That's how I mean, bro. That's how I mean. um, some of the uh, things that really hit for me was uh, that had good odds that I said that O State will win. Um, by at least 22 and a half. Notre Dame went in by at least eight and a half. Uh, Bama went in by at least 26. Those were some of my uh, bigger pluses. And yeah, I, I just, I did pretty solid. This week, it's an interesting week, man. It's a lot of, it's a lot of tougher games. Also, I'm kind of using some NBA games and like player props mm. uh, for, for the NBA, but um, something that I'm liking is, I don't know why, but the Titans are an underdog against the Colts. Yeah. yeah. And that is beyond me, especially if you see this run they had their last two games. Um, another one, y'all will, you know, Coach Jay, you'll like this, the Steelers being underdogs against the Browns. So that game is kind of a toss-up game, but um, I I don't see their running game unless if Chubb is going to be clear to play. Uh, I don't think Johnson will have the type of game that he had last week against the Steelers. So I think that the Steelers will put up a better fight, and plus this will be Baker coming back from injury, so you'll he'll be kind of handicapped, and that's even if he plays. Um, and lastly, the Vikings and the Cowboys, the Cowboys are currently underdogs. Yeah, how did that happen? I think it's because of the, they're thinking that, yeah, Cooper Rush should be starting, but I will hop on that bet right now (laughs) to secure that. So even, so if that does play, you got great odds on, you know, a Dak ran off. I heard, so, I heard Dak is definitely leaning towards playing. I heard. Yeah. Just from what I heard, I heard Dak is definitely leaning towards playing. Yeah. Uh, all, all I know is when Cousins, when cousins lose <laughs> on Sunday, I want to have Coach Jay on the next show. <laughs> yes, he, he's going to be on the next episode. He, yeah. he's gonna make he, it he needs to be. I'm about to put a parlay together right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So why are you doing that? I just want to let everybody know, you know, your boy, I've been taking L's all season long. I except for I had a Lamar Jackson pick that that I got. And that was like in week two. So I haven't won anything since then until yesterday. I won a whopping $17, 
You know what I'm saying? I made seven whole dollars. Your boy's on a hot streak. That's all I'm saying. I'm feeling real good coming into this weekend. You know, I, quick side, sorry, boy. For those of you out there that are familiar with the show SpongeBob, there's an episode where they get a claw machine in the Krusty Krab. All right. And Squidward is playing this claw machine and losing every single time. And he's putting all his money. He basically put his paycheck in there. He put the deed to his house in there. And SpongeBob breaks down the technique and Squidward actually wins once. After that point in time, you couldn't tell Squidward nothing. Not one thing. He ran around. He was over there talking to the kids, talking to them like, you're in the presence of a winner. That's how I feel right now. And watch me win again this week. Hopefully. So if I don't talk about any winnings next week, don't ask, because that means I lost, okay? But I feel real good. You know, I'm on a hot streak. That's all I got to say. I'm a winner. Coach Murph, anything else for this week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just let you end the session like that. Yeah, yeah. Let you know. I'm out of the doghouse. I'm in, I'm in the positive for a week. Um, all right. Anyway, so <laughs> talking about positive, we have a, a great list of the NBA's top 75 that they did uh, about a week and a half ago. And so a lot of conversations have revolved around who deserved to be there, who did not deserve to be there, um, who got snubbed and stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about this of where did they go wrong? We're going to focus on the people that 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 we feel were wronged or shouldn't have been there. And Coach Pace is going to kick us off with this one. All right. My, my, I'm, well, I'm kicking it off because I'm going to just get right to the point here, okay? Dame shouldn't have been on there. It's hard to tell you. I love Dame. Everybody knows I'm a Dame fan. Mm-hmm. Dame, you ain't, you ain't worthy of being on there, okay? <clears throat> with Thank that you. being said, they got a lot of the players right. Um, anybody from the 50s, 60s, and arguably the 70s, um, like Dolph Shades or whatever his name is, I don't, yep. I don't really. But he's he shot 38%, and that was considered good back in the day. I saw his form on a couple of highlights. I was like, dude, stop wasting my time. <laughs> but um, I'm going to just say this. For Dwight Howard, okay, to not be in the top 75, Ass and I, okay? Right behind Dwight, I need T-Mac. I don't know who, what, I don't, honestly, you know what? Who made the list? Was it ESPN? Man, people voted. Like Stephen A. Smith, all that. I don't, listen, I, I don't trust, I don't trust anything ESPN related because they had Kobe at 81 one year and that didn't even make sense. I don't care if Kobe is coming off two torn Achilles. There's not 81 people ever in the history of the league that have been better than him, whatever. But like I said, T-Mac, Dwight, and Vince Carter. I, I just don't – I don't – how can you tell the story of the NBA without them? Like, do we need to go back to the dunk contest? Do we need to go back to how Vince Carter put Toronto on the map? Yeah. Nobody was looking at Canada for basketball, bro. I'm sorry. They weren't. So, like, them three, I feel like them is automatics. And really, the only person you could, I, I'd say, you could argue Penny, and you could argue Grant, you could argue, you could honestly argue D-Rose. 
really, because, I mean, D-Rose was something in itself, and D-Rose was skilled as all get out. But I feel like those three, T-Mac, Vince, and Dwight, especially Dwight, I like, I can't, I don't, yeah, it just, it just, I just, uh, man, take it over, bro. That, that, mm-mm. I wonder if that has somewhat to do with Dwight Howard not being as likable as I don't care what it had to do. I, it, it's basketball, bro. <laughs> right. No, that's, I, like I, saying I T, that's like saying T.O. not a first battle Hawks fan. I'm not caring what he did off the field. Like, bro, I'm not I'm not trying to hear all that. We, well, we didn't like him. Listen, I liked him on Sundays and Mondays. I'll tell you that much. That's right. That's absolutely right. All right, uh, Coach Murph, any adjustments you would make? Yeah, uh, I mean, he, Coach came pretty much, uh, or Coach Bates pretty much said what I was thinking in terms of players that should be in, T-Mac, uh, Dwight, Vince Carter, and Penny. Uh, some players that I will remove, I agree with Dame. I'm also throwing James Harden and Russ on that list, and then also the older players like, I understand. I feel like they try to do a balance of, like you mentioned, likable players, but then also try to pay homage to the ones before in the game. But you have to understand that the game has evolved and you're going to remember the ones that are truly great. You're going to remember. I don't care between now to 2072. They're going to know who MJ is. Mm -hmm. They're going to know who Magic is. They're going to know who Larry Bird is and Dirk Nowitzki. So, like, I don't care about some 60, 60s player that was bouncing the ball like this. <laughs> like, I, I don't uh, care. <laughs> so, I'm like, you got to remove all those older players. And then those are some of the, uh, you know, current players that I, I feel like they that just didn't fit in that conversation, like, Like I said, I think they were just trying to do likable players and and try to pay homage because, I mean, like, really, Dame, Russ, Harden. It's a little early. It's a little. When, early. when you leave, when you leave Dwight out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Coach. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, especially Dwight Howard needs to be on that list. Um, I agree with Carter. Um, <coughs> like Grant Hill, T-Mac. Um, for me, I mean, Penny Hardaway is a big one for me, even though, like, I mean, obviously, we saw what happened with the injuries and whatnot. Uh, for me, being a Bulls fan, I, I feel like I need Derrick Rose to um, uh, to be on that list too. I feel like he he was such a dynamic point guard at least for his time. I mean I know he's still playing injuries and all, but uh, just for his time and you know like kind of like the consensus has been some of the older players need to come off there like like you said Dolph Dolph Skays, Dave Dave Boucher. Mm-hmm. I mean, even some of their stats ain't even that impressive. Uh, let alone, you know what? Well, you can even take Bill Walton off the list too, as far as I'm concerned. Wait, wait, wait a minute now. I got, I got to stand one. up for William Walton. Okay, Bill Walton 
is one of the few players in NBA history that pretty much single-handedly took his team to a championship and won with the Blazers. You said Dwight Howard? You said Dwight Howard? <laughs> but he didn't win, but that's because he ran in the Kobe. That's because so. he ran in the Kobe, and w- which is why Dwight Howard should be on the list. You know, before before Walton did that same before Bill. Race. I'm sorry. Before Bill, I'm sorry. Yeah. He deserved to be on there before Bill. He does. Okay. I mean, three time, yeah. three time defensive player of the year, block block champ, yeah. eight time All Star. Yeah. I mean, bro, his resume <laughs> is second to none, and he got the chip on there now. And got the chip. Yeah, and and like I, uh, I guess for me too, and, and I'm not saying that he couldn't make the list, but. You know, Anthony Davis is a little early for me having him on there. I'm glad somebody said it. Y'all gonna think I'm a little, little, little. I forgot. I don't want to say that. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to say this like to be a hater, but like Anthony Davis is low key now. Now let me make this very specific. Now he's turning a little overrated to me. I think he's very skilled, but like, bro, like you are so. Like when he was in uh, New Orleans, he was consistent. Like you knew what you was gonna get. You was gonna get twenty eight, twenty six to twenty eight, and probably fifteen, twelve to fifteen, easy. Now it's like some nights he'll get twenty and eight, which is decent. But other nights he'll go. You'll be looking like bro. He'll get thirty seven, thirty eight, and eighteen, and you'd be like, dude, you could do this on a regular. What's going on? But like, and Brian handed you the keys to the franchise. So I'm like. The last couple of years, I'm looking at AD like, bro, what, what, what's up? Like, and it's like he's got the keys to the franchise handed to him, but doesn't want to drive the car. Like that's what it feels like, because it feels like there's times where he just disappears. There's times where he it seems like he's second guessing himself, or he will fall way back into the, you know, into the to the abyss a little bit. And I'm like, no, 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 you're the leader on the floor now. You need to run the team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need to be doing this because your boy LeBron isn't going to be here forever. He's going to play long enough yeah. to play with his son, and that's pretty much going to be it. What are you yeah. going to show your leadership with this team so that when LeBron leaves, they listen to you? You're not right. planting any seeds right now that people are going to be willing to listen to you. Yeah, and uh, – He ain't looking no different than Russ, if we're being honest. Right. I'm sorry, well, And and that she stuffer. Uh, and I was just going to say, and like having Anthony Davis on the list and not Clay Thompson, that's. Uh... I'm iffy on Clay. Even though I respect Clay, don't get me wrong. I'm iffy on Clay. Well, yeah, I mean, Clay has definitely achieved a lot more than Anthony Davis. Is that by association or. But I mean, I... Anthony Davis didn't really achieve anything until he played with LeBron. So you can say, you can say that as well. No, I, mean, I, I feel like, players. yeah, I feel like, like, I like Clay. I feel like he's just, like, right off that list, though. Like, I like what mm-hmm. Golden State did when they gave him a 77 jersey. Yes, that was <laughs> but, but, like, I feel like he's, like, in that range, like, you know, the low or, what I guess, what, high 70s, low 80s type. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, that is crazy. I didn't – I really overlooked AD being on that list because I – feel like there's so much more he needs to accomplish. Um, 
to be a part of that. Because just like how you said with Clay, like is Clay success based off association? AD did, couldn't do nothing until he got with Bron. So there's that. Because so. I'm looking. <clears> that's why Kyrie not on the list. That's why Kyrie. Yeah, I, I don't know why people was trying to put a, a fight for Kyrie. Like Kyrie doesn't belong on that list, and you saw no. that from from Cleveland to the Celtics and Celtics with to Brooklyn when he was in and out of the lineup. Like that just showed. Like no, Kyrie does not belong on that. So one thing I have heard from some people um, is what? how do y'all feel about Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker? No. Nope. exactly what I was about to get into. No. Nope. Because I <laughs> – okay, before, before we go into Keith's, Keith's note, so Coach Natty T's um, top 75 list is in alphabetical order, not in talent order. Uh, is posted on our IG page, Cbox Podcast. So check out the full listing there. His main changes were taking out some of the older players um, and he <clears throat> injected Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili into that list. So if you take like, we're talking about James Harden doesn't need to be there. So that would be one less shooting guard. Uh, you're talking about Sam Jones and Bill Sharman. That's another two, two, two guards taken off. How Greer possibly being taken off. You're looking at about three to four shooting guards off of that list. And we're talking about replacing them with T-Mac would be technically under a shooting guard. Vince Carter's probably a small forward, maybe, under that list. Clay Thompson, even if you put him on there, you're still talking about one to two more vacancies. Like, who else would you put into that category over Manu Ginobili? See, the, the way I was looking at the list, to me, this is how I kind of – picture it being done and this is why I wouldn't have Manu and and Parker on the list it's you think of stats you think of accolades and then you think of impact on the game so when I think of basketball this is who I associate with that mm -hmm. When I think basketball, I'm not thinking of those two. When I think of the Spurs, I don't think of those two. Like, they come up as an add-on, but Tim Duncan is what I'm thinking of. Pop is what I'm thinking of. You know, so. Kawhi, David yeah, Robinson. Ka Kawhi. So, like, it, but it's a scale when you, you're talking about those type of, you know, those subjects I, I broke them into. And I feel like impact is – I feel like impact should be, like, 50% of it. I think it should be, hey, this is the top 75 players in of all time in the NBA. And I want to hear a name that I'm like, oh – I know who that is. Not, oh, I don't know who that is, but when I look him up, I see he has great stats. Mm -hmm. Like that that's how I was kind of thinking of it. So I when it comes to parking and mine, I, I I don't think they would make my 75. <clears throat> and so. I'm right on I'm right along with you, big dog. Okay. I have no rebuttals. Man, bro, 
First of all, Manu ain't even the best six player, the six man ever. So I'm not really trying to hear nothing. He's just getting it off the, the, the championships and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, Tony Parker the same way. Like he's not, I don't, uh, Tony Parker's a good player. Manu's a good player, but like Manu's not even a, for a six man to be like in the top 75, you got to be like, the best six man ever is, I guess they say Vinny, the microwave Johnson, but we all know it's Lou Will at this point in time. So, and Lou Will didn't get no consideration. And I think personally, Lou Will is a better basketball player than Manu, even though Manu is nice. But I'm going to just, if I had to pick a six man, I'm going with Lou Will. Okay. I'm, I'm very anxious. Coach Natty T is supposed to be on next week. And I think we're going to carve out a little bit of time for him to talk about why he included those guys in, in his list and kind of the method behind the madness. But I think it's, it's very interesting. There's a lot of debate to go around with this. Um, you know, who do you take off? And if so, who do you deem is better than them? But I think we all agree 100% Dwight Howard needs to be on this list. I, I agree with all three of you on that. Like, I, he's not always been my favorite person, but listen, like, I, I look at that that Magic Cavs Eastern Conference Finals. I'm looking at that dude pretty much just destroyed the Cavaliers with the first or second or third best player in NBA history, depending on who you're talking to, on the other end of that. Right? So... And if it, if it was most of the other Western Conference teams, they would have had a better chance. But, yeah, Kobe wasn't losing that series. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that was right, at, that was right after Boston, too. So he definitely – it was a wrap for whoever came he, to – He won in Boston that year and just took it all out on Orlando and then got Boston again and was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish him off this time. Yeah. Um, because when Kobe talks about his career, when he talked about his career – he said that was the one big thing that he lost sleep over that bothered him was that loss to Boston the first go around. Yeah. So Orlando got all the punishment. Off of that. <laughs> yeah. But I love Kobe, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yes. So we'll, we'll continue this conversation going in. Uh, but yeah, I think they were a little early on some of those lists because I know for some of our younger viewers wouldn't remember this because it was 25 years ago. Uh, but when I was growing up, they did the top 50, the NBA 50 greatest players of all time. Now, several of them were still playing, but you looked at the list of players that they decided to include. And it's like the vast majority of them are still on this list of the 75. Like those are the cemented players. So Jordan and Pippen and Peyton and Shaq and Barkley and all those guys were in their primes, still playing and got put on this list. And when I look at the Lillards, the Hardens and, and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't think you're there yet. Like you put up good numbers, but how, what have you done really with your teams for Harden outside of the year with him and Chris Paul um, really hasn't done too much there. Otherwise he's kind of folded in the playoffs. Uh, Dane, has just not had the luxury of playing with a really good team for most of his career outside of CJ. So, but it's not abnormal for them to pick players that are still playing. Uh, but I just don't think those, those players, Russell Westbrook, 
I think is going to end up in it just because he's done something that had had only been done once and he's done it like four times. I think he's he's going to be in there. I think people looked at it that way. As like this dude did something that only one other person in NBA history has done and he's done it multiple times. So yeah, I, I would I would accept Russell Westbrook over some of the others because of that when we're talking about all around basketball. But yeah. Uh, all right, well, more to come on the NBA 75 on our next show. We're going to get into a little NFL. Right. So who's in your lineups this week? There's more bye weeks. These bye weeks are killing me right now, but I'm sure they're killing you all too. But we're going to get through this. We're going to talk about start, sit, sleep. So, Coach Murph, who do you have on your list for this week? Before I tell you on my list, I have something to tell the listeners. So, two of the past three weeks, I had the pleasure of playing Coach JP3 and Coach Pace <laughs> in fantasy football. And I rocked both of them. And I'm in multiple leagues. I'm in two leagues with Coach Pace, and I beat them in both. So, yeah, I got to say that. But I, mean, I, I will preface it. See me in the playoffs. <laughs> if you make it. If you make I, it. I shall make it to the playoffs. We'll, we'll see. I, but oh, I you will, know what's crazy? I, you know what's crazy? I'm going to just throw this in here. You beat me. Guess who's number one in our league? I digress. <laughs> I digress. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hear none of that. You can beat me. Hey. Wait, wait, but what about what about the other hey. league? Hey. What about what about the other league? What am I? Exactly. You can have that. That's perfect. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is, listen. Before you throw all that, is make sure you tell them who's number one in ours. No, I, was, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't about to. Dude, make about to make throw, sure we, we tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. No, I, I wasn't about yeah. to. I, w- I did catch you on a bad week too. You had a lot of a lot of buys, and also you had Kareem Hunt out for injury. So I did. I was able to take advantage, but I still did that. You know what I mean? I was confident <laughs> yeah, going so in. Good, I knew I was. So I was good. number. I was number three. I am number three in that league. So I'm just saying, keep me in the playoffs. <laughs> and Coach JP three you. You do something. You still trying you still trying to come at me for last year. I have no control over that. So let's 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 leave that alone. Well, I'm not even gonna touch That's what that. it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Start Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. This man's been eating. They Helm and Burrow's been clicking like like they were back in college. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm he's Starting, to, he's shown that he's a true number one. He's he was definitely worth get, taking that early in the in the draft. Plus, they're playing the Jets, right. so I can expect a big game. Sleeper Kenneth Gainwell. He is the backup running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. They uh, Sanders will be out that week so he'll get the bulk of the touches i'm pretty sure he'll split a little bit with boston scott but uh he's the snaps he has been getting because he was he has been taking a few snaps throughout games uh with miles and he's been productive so he'll be a nice uh pickup uh my bench is austin eckler 
they're the Chargers are playing the uh, the Patriots and that man Judon and that Belichick defense. I feel like would uh would slow him down a bit. So he'll he'll be the person to sit this week. Okay. All right, Coach Pace. Who do you got? All right. Um, start Josh Allen. Um, just because he's going against Miami and they're not that great in the past coverage. They've been giving up a lot of yards in general. <clears throat> so, um, start Josh Allen. Um, sit Chubb versus the Steelers because regardless of what happens, he'll be on a pinch count. Um, I think if he plays. So sit him. Yeah. Sit Kamara because with them linebackers, them linebackers is known to shut running back down. So. I'm just going to say that front seven, they will shut Kamara down. Even though they just got Mark Ingram, I still think they're going to do their thing um, and shut Kamara down. So, please bench him. Um, and my sleeper of the week, man, good old Amari Cooper. Yeah. It's starting to get around that time where, you know, we forget about Amari. And, you know, he gives us like one to two big games a year. He hasn't had that breakout game. We're going against um, the Vikings. Um, and I think everybody's shifting their focus to uh, Zeke and CD. And everybody's starting to forget about Amari. So I think this is the week that Amari, you know, drops a nice little eight for 150 or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Big number. Or eight for 120, eight for 125 in a tub. You know I like that. Just a reminder, everybody. Yeah, I like that. I, I do think you have a point because people – when we're talking about number one receivers or top receivers getting the number one DB on them, I think those people are gravitating towards CD, to your point. I think they're gravitating towards CD now. So Cooper isn't getting the, the number one DB on the team anymore uh, on one-on-one coverage and, and stuff. So, yeah, uh, that's good. I like that list. Uh, mine is uh, Tyreek Hill. Go ahead and start him. They're playing the Giants. Enough said. All right. Uh, Brandon Cooks is the person that you want to sit. So I know Brandon gets a lot of targets. And for those of you that are in PPR leagues, he's usually pretty good. But they're facing the Rams this weekend. I I don't like Brandon Cooks getting any type of good looks. I I don't think he's going to get many opportunities this weekend. And if he does catch it, he's not going to go very far. So, yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't start him. I'm going to sit him. A uh, sleeper, AJ Brown versus the Colts. Coach Pace and I talked about this before the show, and he said AJ's on his list of sleepers too. You know, so AJ's kind of been forgot about this season. You know, there's so much focus on on King Henry, and rightfully so, that people forget about AJ Brown and he, uh, as a breakout uh, wideout. It looks like things are finally clicking. He had a really good week last week, and I, I look forward to him carrying that momentum uh, against the Colts. Colts are a little bit better at the run defense than they are a pass defense, so I think A.J. Brown will get some opportunities. That's my list. Coach K, Cowboys, we winning this weekend? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all I want to hear. Guaranteed. <laughs> against – Yes. It's a man. All right. Next is Deshaun Watson. Back oh. in the news. 
looking like Miami might be the destination here. So there are multiple teams kind of look at them right now. Miami is kind of the leader who was feeling some type of way. You know it's bad when people use double negatives in sentences. And Tua is quoted as saying, I don't not feel wanted. Right? So it's right. Use the double negative in a sentence. That's how you know that he's feeling some type of way. He just doesn't want to say it. Right? He's not going to say, I don't feel wanted. And if he felt wanted, he would say, Oh, I feel wanted. I feel valued on this team. For him to say, I don't not feel wanted. Yeah, that says all you need to know. Language is a very powerful thing. My question is, is Deshaun Watson to Miami a good idea? Uh, And and Coach Natty T and I talked about this offline, and I kind of echo his sentiments. Um, So in my opinion, football-wise, does this make sense? Yes. Uh, with the core of young talent around them, uh, I, I think Watson to Miami makes sense on the field. Off the field, it does not. Look at what he's getting in trouble for. And you're going to have him in Miami? I rest my case. Coach, what do you Well, I'm going to say it's a good fit on the field. Um, they got a, <clears throat> a lot of young talent. Defense got some playmakers. I think I think it's it's a recipe for greatness, um, especially with Brian Flores, because I think with his team, they play hard no matter what. Um, and he, I think Watson have more weapons than what people think. So I think it's a good fit. Um, I feel a little bad for Tua because he's kind of getting thrown under the bus. Um, and it's really not his fault. He's just not performing to what people thought he was. I mean, it happens in a league. But he's not a bad QB by any any of the sorts. <clears throat> so, you know, like I said, I agree with you off the, off the field because it might be a bad look, especially in Miami. But I think I low-key think he'll stay out of trouble if he went to Miami just because, I mean, I don't know. I just think he would, he would try and keep his head low. I hope so. I hope so. He better. For his sake. Yes, for his sake. Coach Murphy, any thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, nothing too different from you. I just kind of, my standpoint is, I mean, with any player you take, no matter, you know, who, you're going to take risk with what they may do or may not do off the field. So Miami is doing what, you know, any team would do. They're making the the best move they feel like will help them win. I mean, and someone that's prolific for that is like Jerry Jones, someone who's known for taking, you know, players with the rap sheet and, you know, just for the betterment of the organization and you just kind of hope for the best. So, uh, yeah, I think it all makes sense. I feel like they are like a quarterback, like Deshaun Watson, a way to be a threat. Uh, in the NFL, so, and I like the move too. Uh, I I do feel bad for Tua, not less so for how he feels about Miami, but more so him being placed in uh, Houston. So, boy, yeah. yeah, there goes his career. All right, Coach K, anything to add? 
pretty much echo everybody's sentiments. Um, I mean, let's hope for the best. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's a long list of uh, things that's happened to in the Dolphins franchise that we could talk about. And I think this will probably be top five when it's all said and done. Yeah, I I worry. I I hope that if this happens, he stays out of trouble. And I hope that the Dolphins infrastructure is strong enough to keep him away from it. I don't I don't I don't trust their infrastructure. <laughs> That's what I'm a little I do I trust Brian Flores? Sure. Do I trust the organization as a whole? No. And that's that's my big question mark. But talent, just talking about talent, sure. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think he makes them better that way. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it's. All right, we're going to round the show off with our fast five. We're going to pick a winner and a predictive score for each, for each of the matchups. First, Titans at Colts. I have the Titans in this one, 35 31. Coach Pace. All right. I got Titans. Um, man, I haven't decided on the score yet. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go mid 30s game, so I'm gonna go 33-30. All right, Coach Merck. I got Titans 33, Colts 28. Okay. Coach K. Titans 28-24. All right, another divisional matchup coming, Steelers at Browns. We'll see how how the Browns are feeling, but I'd say either way, I'm going to pick the Steelers in this one. I don't say that with 100% confidence, but I'm going to say it because I feel that I have to and that I should. Uh, So I'm going to pick 27 to 24. Steelers over Browns in a close one. All right, Coach Murph. I got the Steelers as well, 28-17. Coach K. Um, I got the Browns uh, 35 to 3. All right, I'm muting your mic. Coach <laughs> Pace. <laughs> I hate the Steelers, so <laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna acknowledge that score. Um, I'm going Steelers. <laughs> Steelers 31-17. Oh, okay. Okay, big gap there. All right, if the Browns find a way. Big gap, depending on who plays. I don't know who's all playing with the Browns. This game time decision, the way it's looking. Yes. Yes. Uh, I still got Browns 35-24. Okay. Cowboys at Vikings. Coach K, get this one right, please. Cowboys 31. Yes. 28. 31 28. Actually, Coach Pace. Uh, Cowboys, of course. Um, I'm going. Ah, goodness. Um, I'm going to go 35 28. 28. Coach Murph. I got the Vikings. What? <laughs> All right, me and your mic now. Come on. Uh, I got Vikings. After, whole, after your whole section that you just did. I, I know. I know. Oh. But the game is more of a toss-up than you know. <laughs> and I got the Vikings 
I I feel like this is uh, I mean Thielen and and Justin Jefferson and Delvin Cook. I don't know. I don't know. The problem is Ken Folk. <laughs> Yeah. The problem is Kim he, he doesn't he doesn't have a good record against Dak, but I feel as though that if since Dak is also questionable, even if he does play, for them to be waiting this long, I don't think he's going to be as effective as he has been these past few weeks. So I'm I'm thinking that that's going to kind of be the difference maker, and then you also have the flirt with the fact that Cooper Rush might be starting. Yeah, Cooper Rush starts. All bets are off on this one. Absolutely. Man, I don't even know who Cooper Rush is. I ain't, yeah. ain't going to lie. I didn't know who y'all backup quarterback was. Yeah, Cooper Rush, big time Rush. Rush, I, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Cooper uh, Rush, big time Rush. Big time. Cowboys L. L, that's, yes. If Dak plays, I got Cowboys 31-28 over the Vikings. I do think it will be uh, a close game. I think Kenfo Kirk will have a decent game. I think Dalvin Cook will have a, a really good game. I just don't think it's going to be enough in the end. I think too much firepower on the offense if led by Dak Prescott. All right. Now we all have ties to the great state of Ohio. Now, we got number 20 Penn State coming into the horseshoe this weekend. Are, is OSU taking the L or not? Coach Pace. Man, y'all know who I'm rocking with. I don't even know why that's a debate. Hey, 48, 30, Buckeyes. Boy, come on now. <laughs> All right, Coach K. Somehow I feel like it's going to be uh, – I like, <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this, Coach K. Don't do this. Like 45, 38, Penn State. Oh, he offends. I'm convinced. Y'all not going to see the ops. See the ops, bro. I'm not. Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. They didn't even do this with Saquon. They ain't got Saquon no more. Yeah, I, I got 38, 30. No, 38-24 OSU over Penn State. Coach Murphy. Yeah, I got a <laughs> I got 35-20 bucks. Yeah. All right. Our last one. Uh two two ranked teams here. Ole Miss visiting Auburn. Very interesting game here. Uh I went back and forth on this one because I think Auburn is better than their rank indicates. Uh you know what? Forget it. Upset Auburn over Ole Miss. I'm going 31-24 Auburn. Coach K. I'm going Auburn uh 28-17. Coach Murray. That's like Auburn 33-27. Coach Pace. War Eagle, 45, 42. <laughs> there it is. 
clean sweep for the upset. Now watch us all be wrong. Like <laughs> we wrong all is all get out. This nasty man. Like <laughs> you ain't even bet on the home state, but you bet on Auburn. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is so disgusting right now. Look, I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan, but I'm a realist, bro. Like if you're the realist, you'll know we'll win. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to say, did you see what they just pulled last week? Hmm. I didn't watch last week. Man, nine overtimes against Illinois. They ran for like 400 yards on them. Huh? <sighs> that uh, means Henderson uh, over there salivating. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I like OSU in this one. In years past, I would say Penn State has a really good chance of winning, but not this year. Not this year. Especially after watching that Iowa game. I was disappointed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for, for the coaches box this week. Thank you for stepping into the coaches box. Uh, on behalf of Coach Murph, Coach Pace, and Coach K, I'm your host, Coach JP3. Tune in next week. See y'all next week. Stay blessed and stay safe, everyone. Peace.